This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Athlete Podcast. In today's episode, we are diving into stress, stress management. And before we get started, I want to first have a shout out to my company, Body by Boss, which is a holistic wellness brand for athletes. We teach athletes how to improve their health and performance using a holistic, trauma-informed approach. And a lot of what we'll be talking about today is what we integrate in our programs that we have served hundreds of athletes with. So if you are interested in checking out what we have to offer, go to bodybyboss.com and you can check everything out there. So when we talk about stress management, first, what I want to do is define a few different types of stress. There are four types of stress that I'm going to be talking with you about. And as I go through them, I want to invite you to really just take note of what you might be experiencing. If any of them resonate with you, if maybe you feel like you hold a lot of stress in one area and maybe it's a little bit of combination of all four. So just without whatever you do, just don't judge yourself for whatever it is, but just write it down and take note because this gets to be a exploration where we can just assess how stressful is my life, how much stress is actually in my life, because it's up to us to change the narrative of how much stress we allow into our life. So without further ado, let's dive in. So the first type of stress I want to talk with you about is acute stress. Acute stress basically means that you develop symptoms quickly, but they don't last long. So this can be in the case of an event that's usually severe or just an acute or short-term reaction to something. Sometimes this can be associated with like an unexpected life crisis. So maybe you saw a car crash. Maybe somebody died in your family. Maybe you just tweaked your back a little bit in jujitsu. And this is something that is like acute. It happened right here, right now, but it's not happening over a long period of time. And so this often activates our fight or flight system and it kicks in in that moment to protect us. So another example could be when you suddenly slam on your brakes because somebody stopped suddenly in front of you in the car. In that moment, you have that like instant panic because obviously you don't want to crash. So that is like some type of acute stress that we might experience. And this literally can be infused all throughout our day that we might experience. This could be spilling coffee on our clothes, whatever it is. So this is acute stress. It's short-term stress. So I want you to think of this as short-term stress. Second is chronic stress. So I want you to think of chronic stress as basically acute stress that has been prolonged over and over and over and over and over. And it's a continuous state of stress. 
This can be physical, mental, or emotional. And the thing to note about a chronic stress is that this is highly related to our nervous system arousal. So with chronic stress, this is usually indicative of a constant high in our nervous system. We're constantly activated in our nervous system, usually in our fight or flight, which is our sympathetic nervous system. And when we do that, there are other things that happen residually in the body. So when we have our chronic stress, we may have also chronically elevated cortisol levels. And when we have chronically elevated cortisol levels in the body, again, it doesn't matter what is the source of the stress, if it's physical, mental, emotional, the point is we have stress in our system. And so this over time is what leads to things like high blood pressure, heart disease, long-term damage to our muscle tissue or long-term injury or damage to our mental health. This could be depression, anxiety, or diagnosed with those things. So this is chronic stress. Chronic, I want you to think of as long-term. And distress. The third type of stress is distress. So this is a state of great suffering by our body or mind, usually associated with a negative emotion, feeling, or thought. So you can probably relate to this or understand this concept of when you're feeling distress. Right? This can just be maybe there's a deadline at work and you're feeling a little bit of distressed about that, right? There might be a negative emotion, feeling, or thought around that. Maybe there's a conversation that you need to have with somebody that's causing a little bit of anxiety for you or fear for you, right? This is a state of distress. And then we have eustress. Eustress is actually beneficial stress. So our fourth type is eustress. And this beneficial stress can again, be physical, mental, psychological. So exercise is actually a form of positive stress for the body. Now, where it becomes a detriment is when it turns into chronic stress, which we're going to talk about in a second. So if we are overtraining our bodies, that can lead to chronic stress that goes back to all the things that we can experience if we're in the category of chronic stress. But other forms of beneficial stress can be things like moving across the country. Maybe you lived in a small town that, you know, didn't really serve you anymore and you moved into a new state that really lights your soul on fire. On paper, that's really positive experience. But the truth of the matter is it's still stress on the system because you're changing your routine. You're changing your lifestyle. You might be going to a place where you don't know anybody. And the old place that you lived, you knew everybody by first name basis. So this is why it's categorized as stress, even though it's positive in your life. And then another example can be changing careers, which is something that I often talk with athletes about. Many, many athletes who've joined our program switch careers. And it's because as we go through this process, we realize that the career they have is really dampening their mental, psychological health and giving them permission to shift into something else that really lights their soul on fire now. With that said, again, even if you shift into a career that you really love, there's change and adjustment that's present, which means that it's still a stress on your system. Getting used to a new routine, a new work schedule, new coworkers. So even though these are positive things in your life, it's still a stress on the system. 
So just as a recap to define the four types of stress, we have acute stress, chronic stress, distress, and eustress. So just taking a moment, if you want to pause this, and just if you haven't already, like jot down some of the areas in your life where you might be experiencing acute stress or chronic stress or distress or eustress. It's really important to gain clarity and be honest with yourself in this process. So if you want to pause this and then you can come back to it and resume this episode, but it's important. I really want you to journal that down so that you can have clarity, like I said, on, you know, what is present in your life? What is present in your life? So shifting gears, one of my favorite things to speak with athletes about is befriending your stress. So no matter what you wrote down, it is so important that we learn how to become friends with stress. Because the truth of the matter is we're going to experience stress. If, if nothing else happened in your life and you just showed up to jujitsu, you would be putting stress on your body, right? I mean, that one's a given. We're literally contorted in all different kinds of positions and we are fighting another human being. So clearly that's a stressor, right? So stress is inevitable. So a lot of the times we are really attached to this stress and we identify with this stress and we often let it stifle us in limiting us with what we can or cannot do due to the level of stress that we feel like we have in our life. And this is disempowering at the core. So if stress is inevitable, how can we retain our power while navigating through stress? And so this is the conversation that I want to have with you. This is all about changing your relationship to stress. Changing your relationship to stress. Because if stress is something that's guaranteed, then the only thing we are in control of is how we show up and we navigate stress. And this is what I want you to know. That the quality of our well-being is not determined by how much or how little stress we have in our life. It's determined by our ability to navigate it and change our relationship to it. I'll repeat that again. The quality of our well-being is not determined by how much or how little stress we have in our life. It's determined by our ability to navigate it and change our relationship to it. Let that one sink in. Because as I said, we often are comparing ourselves to others. This person is more stressed than me, or I have more stress than this person. That's why I can't do X, Y, and Z. We allow the stress to be an excuse for what we really want to show up for in life. We allow the stress to be the obstacle that's in the way of us reaching our goals. Because we are married to the stress. We have highly identified with the stress being who we are and an inevitable inevitable part of almost like who we are in our character. Yes, it's inevitable in life, but it doesn't have to be this identity that we hold because our identities are what form our perception. And the way that we view the world is how we show up. 
And the way that we show up and the actions that we take dictates the quality of our life. And that is whether or not we're going to be reaching the goals that we set out for ourselves. So we are in our own way when we identify with stress. Now, when it comes to changing our relationship to stress, one of the best things you can do is create space from the stress. Creating space from the stress. The thing is, stress operates and lives in the mind, right? We often experience stress, feel sensations of stress when we are stuck in worry, right? When we worry about the future or the past. And then when we're constantly bouncing back and forth from the future to the past and the past to the future, that kind of gets us all wrapped up in our mind, creating more stress. This might be emotional, might be mental, might be psychological. But ultimately, when those things compound, it also will have a reflection on your physical well-being. And this is proven time and time again. The physical symptoms that we experience are often a result of the emotional stress that we carry. So when we're living in that worry and that future and that past cycle, we also let that dictate our actions in the present moment. And that's where the issue lies because our power lives in the present. Our power of choice to choose the actions that we're going to take right now that are in alignment with our highest well-being, they are present in the moment. And this is where we gain our power back. So when we create stress, I'm sorry, when we create space from the stress we are experiencing, we're able to view it objectively using our witness. Using our witness. Let's break that down for a second. So objectively, because when we identify with stress, we are actually viewing it subjectively, right? So when we can create space from the stress, we almost remove ourselves from the situation, from the circumstance, from the stress or the stressor, and we can view it with an objective lens, almost like, a fly on the wall viewing the stress for what it is without attaching the story to it, without attaching an emotion or anything to it, just, just what it is for what it is. And when we are able to view it objectively using our witness to see it for what it is, this actually releases the control that stress has on us. Because if we don't allow ourselves to create that space and let ourselves be consumed by the stress, we feel bound and controlled by it. And I don't know about you, but anytime that I feel bound or controlled, I definitely feel a little disempowered, right? I feel like I can't move. I feel immobilized. And so it's our radical responsibility to take ownership of our stress and to be radically committed to changing our relationship to it. And this is where breathwork is so powerful. Meditation can play a huge role here too. But I'm going to speak to breathwork because it's, in my 
experience, the, the most rapid way to get out of our head and into our body. And this is really important because like I said, stress lives and operates in the mind, in the head. So our first step is to really get into the body. And so by pausing and connecting with our breath and our body, we shift into the parasympathetic nervous system. This is our resting and restorative part of the nervous system. And when we are living from the PNS, which is our parasympathetic, when we're living embodied from our PNS, this actually allows our neofrontal cortex that's located in the front of our forehead to activate. And this is where we actually have access to higher level thinking and be solution oriented. Why does this matter? Well, this matters because if we are experiencing all these different types of stress in our life and we often feel consumed by it at the mercy of it, feel victim to it, well, any victim doesn't feel empowered that they can change anything that's happening to them. And we absolutely take away any opportunity to think of solutions when we're chronically in the fight or flight system. Because let's think about it for a second. The sympathetic part of the nervous system, the fight or flight, the stress response system, they're all interchangeable. That part of the nervous system is not designed for you to think higher level thinking, logical thinking. In the moment of a fight or flight situation, you're either going to fight or you're going to flight. It's designed for survival, not solution oriented thinking. Right? So if there was a bear coming at you, you're either going to run away, maybe stand still, which is the, I think, recommended way to handle a bear coming at you, but whatever it is, right? You have this acute stress in that moment, you feeling maybe a little distressed. And so in that moment, your brain isn't thinking 20 different avenues of ways in which you can come up with different solutions. You're not thinking, oh, let me chop down that tree and hopefully it falls on the bear. Let me throw my phone at it and see what it does. Let me, you're not thinking of all those things. In the moment of that direct contact, you act, you react, right? And we all have been the victim of reacting to something without thinking first and then regretting it later. And this is the cycle that we're constantly in that's disempowering us and pushing us further and further away from vitality and well-being. So solution-oriented is really important because when we create space from our stress, we become a fly on the wall or a butterfly because you know what? They're prettier. (laughs) We're a butterfly on the wall. We now have access to look at what are all these different solutions that are perhaps available to me to manage and address the stress in my life. And I'm going to be giving you some examples in a moment, but I just want you to kind of really sit on this aspect of changing your relationship to stress because we're all going to have stress. It's how we show up to it that matters most and dictates the quality of our life. So I want to shift a little bit into extracting the lessons of stress extracting the lessons of stress. This can be a doozy. 
Honestly, right now, like feel into your body. Maybe you're feeling a little resistant. Maybe you're like, no, there are no lessons in my stress. Stress is stress. I feel stressed and there are no lessons. It's just annoying. But I really want to challenge you to open up your mind. I want to challenge you to open up your mind right now and really ask yourself, might there be the smallest of lessons? Might there be the smallest of lessons? Because it's when we take those lessons and integrate them into our life and embody them that we actually grow and expand into new levels of ourselves. And if you decide to keep your mind closed, that is absolutely your choice. But know that you're also stifling your ability to grow and evolve. So our body is always communicating to us. All ways, in always, always and always. And we can use its guidance that it's telling us, that it's communicating to us to shift our actions. So we can use its guidance to shift our actions to support our well-being. The key is that we have to tune in to our body. We have to tune into our body to listen. I had mentioned this on a previous podcast episode where I said the mind speaks in chaos and the body speaks in whispers. So it's a matter of tuning in, attuning to our body, getting still, getting quiet, pausing, and listening to what might be the message that lives beneath the stress. Underneath the stress that we feel and that we experience are always lessons that we can learn from. I mentioned earlier about identifying with stress. So part of this language that I want to invite you to shift is if you find yourself often saying, I am stress, right? This is identifying with stress because I am is an affirmation that is directly related to your ego and your identity. I am something, right? So our actions will always follow our beliefs. And if I believe that I am a stressed out person, that everything I do will be to reinforce that belief. So to start rewiring this, I want to invite you to shift that language into, I am experiencing stress, but I am not stress, right? So I am not a stressed out person. I am just experiencing sensations of stress. When we just allow ourselves to shift into the perspective that, oh, I am just a human being who's experiencing stress, then the next question comes to, well, how can I best support myself while I'm experiencing the stress, right? This is where our empowerment comes from. So I want to give a few examples here of how you may be able to extract a lesson from stress that you're experiencing. And these are very common examples that I have come into all the time with the athletes that we've worked with. So I wanted to use these because these are seriously probably the top three. So this can be interchanged with abnormal labs or whatever, but a lot of the times imbalanced hormones are something that we come across a lot. So if you have imbalanced hormones, maybe you get the labs done and and everything's out of whack, what might be the lesson? The lesson may be to look at your nutrition and your eating habits and see if you're eating to nourish your body or if you've fallen into the habit of skipping meals or eating unbalanced or eating a little bit more junk food than you like, right? So the lesson there is instead of saying, oh man, I'm damaged, I have imbalanced hormones, 
It's how can we empower ourselves in that moment? What's the lesson? Well, you know what? I really haven't been paying attention to my nutrition as much. I really let it fall to the wayside. And instead of beating yourself up, instead of feeling guilty, that's we have no time for that. Okay, guys, we just don't have time for the guilt, for the criticism. Like, let's just get rid of it right now and just focus on in my power, what do I have the ability to do? And so with imbalanced hormones, a lot of the times there are many factors. Stress is a big factor with imbalanced hormones. But from this example, nutrition also plays a huge, 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 huge role. So the lesson might be to look at your nutrition, eating habits, and seeing, like I said, if you're able to, um, if you have been nourishing your body, you know, the way an athlete should nourish their body. And if you're not able and you're not knowing how to do that, then that's when you can reach out to an expert. And these are the kinds of things that we work with inside the performance blueprint. So if you're a female jujitsu athlete, this is what we do heavily inside the performance blueprint, which is our three-month lifestyle transformation program. So I want you to check that out. You can check that out on the website as well at bodybyboss.com slash performance blueprint. So the second example is if you have a reoccurring injury, the nagging injury that keeps coming back no matter what you do, the lesson might be that you're overextending yourself, you're overcommitting, you're overtraining. Basically, you're doing too much, too fast all the time. And it makes perfect sense that your injury wouldn't be healing. Right? So if you have a reoccurring injury, it's not your body that's faulted. It's not your body that's flawed. Your body is literally signaling to you that something that you're doing needs to shift. Injuries are created because something happened and the body gives us signals of pain, signals of discomfort to say, hello, can you listen to me? But what we often do in our society is we push it aside, we shove it down and we say, well, it could be worse, which is not necessarily the worst attitude to have, but we're also kind of like numbing it or avoiding it or distracting ourselves from what's actually there and resisting what is. And this is the biggest thing that will cause us to have more severe injury and then reoccurring injury. And then God forbid, we have to get to surgery, which a lot of people end up doing. So the lesson might be that you're overextending yourself. So maybe the lesson upon the lesson is maybe you need to do less. Maybe you need to train smarter, not harder. And then reevaluate your schedule to fit that narrative. And then the third example I want to give is you keep staying late at work, which causes you to miss your training. This is so, so common, right? I really want to train more. I, you know, I want to compete more and therefore I need to show up to the mats more to feel more confident when I step on those competition mats, but I just can't seem to get to class because work just keeps, keeps me there. Is it work keeping you there? What could be the lesson underneath? And oftentimes, the lesson that we can learn from this scenario is that you need to set better boundaries so you can show up to class more consistently. So setting better boundaries, which means opening your mouth, speaking your voice, navigating any fear that comes through, because lots of fear usually comes through, fear of failure, fear of disappointment, fear of getting yelled at, fear of whatever it is that comes through whenever we feel that we have to confront somebody about something or speak our truth to somebody about something or express our need to somebody about something. We get fear and then we don't do it. And then we complain and wonder why 
we're missing our training. So the lesson is that you need to and get to set better boundaries. So again, I invite you to maybe pause this and write what are the things that you're experiencing in life? Some of the examples I gave you, some reoccurring injury, staying at work late, imbalanced hormones. What are some situations happening for you right now? And what is the lesson? Pausing this and really writing down what is the lesson that you can extract from this? What's the message and the lesson underneath what you're experiencing? And then from there, once we understand the lesson, and we really, really be honest about the lesson, then it's our radical responsibility to act, to act from that lesson, integrate it into our life, and find a way to align our actions with our well-being. This is the, the most important step in optimizing our performance. All right, so before we wrap up this episode, I really want to share kind of a principle, if you will, or a philosophy that again, I invite you to keep an open mind with. And this is that everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. Especially when it comes to stress, we often feel in that moment of a stressful experience or when we're in our stress and in that part, that it's the only thing that exists. And it's going to exist forever and ever and ever, right? We experience that in that moment. It feels like that second of stress feels like 10 decades. But what will help us shift more quickly into that presence, into our power, is remembering that everything in life is temporary. So much of our stress comes from the self-imposed pressure we put on ourselves to maintain status quo, to keep the peace, to feel and be in control of everything, and to have it all figured out, et cetera, et cetera. Right? That's where so much of our stress comes from. And that adds to and builds on the normal stresses on the day-to-day that we experience, right? Like I said, we might have just normal day-to-day stresses, going to jiu-jitsu, maybe a long commute to work an hour, right? That's just an everyday stress. But then we go about doing this extra layer of unnecessary stress, and we bring in this emotional and mental stress. And we add that to the everyday stress. Right? So it just becomes heavier and heavier. The baggage feels so dense. And of course, it makes sense that we don't feel empowered and we don't feel excited as we move through the day. So one of our first steps right, is to, we can, of course, manage our physical stress. And I'm going to be going into a future episode to really give us more practical ways to minimize stress in a lot of different areas of our life. So stay tuned for that episode. But Right now, what I want you to realize is that when it comes to mental, psychological, or emotional stress, this is the what we do have control over. This is what we do have control over. And as I mentioned, I'm going to go into a future episode to give you more practical takeaways, but I do want to kind of end with giving you a tip to start changing your relationship to stress. And this is mindfulness. When it comes to mindfulness, this is just about being present in the moment. 
being present in the moment. How quickly can you bring yourself back into the moment when you're experiencing stress? The more that you can operate from a place of mindfulness, the less stress will have a hold on you. The less stress will play a role in the actions that you take. Being present in the moment and de-identifying with stress is so important in the journey to change our relationship to it. And this is where mindfulness really plays a role. So I really want to encourage you as you move into this week, if you as you move into this day, where can you integrate more mindfulness? How can you create a ritual or a practice to bring mindfulness into your life? One of the biggest tips that I give my students that now I'm sharing with you is to set a phone reminder at the top of every hour at the top of every hour it might seem like a lot. So again, your permission is maybe it doesn't feel good to do every hour. Maybe you want to do every two or three hours. Totally fine. Make it yours. But at the top of the hour, set a phone reminder that says mindful minute. And as soon as that alarm goes off, grab your stopwatch or grab your timer and put one minute on the clock. From there, stop whatever you are doing and tune into your breath. Just a gentle breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Go for depth, not for speed. And just pay attention to what's present in my body right now. Let me be present to the experiences, the sensations that I'm having. Am I being present? right? Because we might find in that moment that you're literally running to your next thing or you're rushing out the door. And it's just a permission and a reminder for us to pause and to move a little bit slower, move a little bit more intentional and move embodied, meaning we're moving more grounded. We're more present in our body as we do the thing we do. This is the key to intentionality and to mindfulness. And so long as we live from that state, we'll be accessing our power in every single moment. We'll have the power to choose how we want to show up in that mindful minute. You can ask yourself, wow, I'm rushing right now. Maybe I can slow down a little bit. What would best support me in this moment? I noticed that I'm really feeling stressed because I'm rushing. So maybe I can just move a little bit slower. Feel my feet on the ground as I walk to my car instead of sprinting there. And if you want to take it a step further, I want to invite you to check out the Breathwork Training Center. This is my membership site that I've designed to support athletes in coming back to their body, to accessing their power, to learn how to shift sensations and emotions in the body so that they can be more present. They can live more grounded, more focused. And these audios are short, quick, and to the point. Because I want you to have breathwork in your back pocket. Whatever you feel that stress is consuming you, you log in to BTC. Do a breathwork practice that's going to support you with what you're feeling in that moment. Feel better instantaneously. Log off and move on with your day. 
This is the power of breathwork if we let it be. If it's just an idea in our mind, that's not going to be as potent as a daily practice that we integrate. The Breathwork Training Center is only $20 a month, and there's a three-day free trial. So you get to check it out for three days and try all the breathworks you want. Let it change your life. Let it change your life because I know that it will. And if for whatever reason you absolutely hate it, you can always opt out at any time. That's why we have a free trial. But I really want to invite you to check it out. And there you can go to bodybyboss.com slash BTC. I'll also put these links that I've mentioned in this episode in the notes for this episode. So you can check it out there and refer to it. But I hope that you gained some insight. I hope that you've learned something, had an aha moment or two from this episode. Maybe you just identified some stress that is in your life. Maybe there's an aha moment around the fact that you have the power to choose your relationship to stress and that stress doesn't have to strangle you in a chokehold like maybe it does right now. So whatever it is, I'd love to know your takeaways. And you can share your takeaways by tagging us on Instagram at bodybybossllc. Let us know what was your takeaway of this episode. If you or someone you know is stressed out or has stress in their life, so basically everyone you know, I really want to encourage you to share this episode with someone you love, with people that you interact with that you know this would support them. Because again, as always, there's more than enough to go around. And this information I'm sharing is so that the more of us can have it. The more of us that have it and improve our well-being and feel better from the inside out, then the world is truly a better place. And then not only that, but all of our performance and our health gets to shine. And that's what we're here for. So again, please share this episode with friends, family, teammates, anyone that you feel would benefit from this. This month, we're actually going to be covering stress for all of our episodes, and we're going to be looking at it from a lot of different angles. So stay tuned for future episodes. Make sure you save this on your must listens so that you don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Spotify and this way you'll be notified and I would be greatly, greatly appreciative. So I look forward to seeing you in a future episode and bye for now. Have an amazing day.